This is Novel Marketing, episode 20. I'm James L. Rubart. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. And in this episode, we're going to talk about whether or not authors should promote themselves, which is kind of an important question if you think about it. You know, if you shouldn't be promoting yourself, then you know, why are you even listening uh, to this podcast? And uh, why are you marketing yourself? So, so, Jim, when can you promote yourself? Never. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we shouldn't even be asking the question, right? Should we promote ourselves or not? Well, of course, the answer is yes. Podcast is over. Let's take a break. We're done. But, but um, really, the question we're going to It's gonna more complicated ask, than that. Really. It's more complicated than that. Yes, of course, you need to be promoted. But the question is, should you promote yourself or should you have somebody else promote you? Um, and this goes back to sales and marketing 101, which is if I'm selling any kind of a product and I come up to Thomas, I go, Thomas, this, oh my gosh, this is the most fantastic cleaner you've ever heard of in your life. You have got to try this. Thomas has got his arms folded. He's going, well, okay, Jim, uh, you're my friend. So uh, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. But Thomas knows I'm going to make money off this deal. It is benefiting me. But if he gets a call from his brother out of the blue says, oh my gosh, Thomas, I just tried this product. Unbelievable cleaning. I, I just, this is, which one is he going to believe? He's going to believe his brother. We were having, we have a, a staff meeting every week here at Author Media. And when we, we go through and we share things that we're thankful for and kind of, you know, personal news at the beginning of the meeting. And, and one of the guys who works with us is newly married. And he's like, you know, we got new laundry detergent today or this week. And our clothes smell so much fresher. And we're like, is there a hidden camera here somewhere? Is this like a sponsorship for some sort of, you know, product? But it was like, he was legitimately excited about his new smell of his clothes. And, you know, that has a lot more weight, so much more weight than seeing a commercial telling yeah. me, oh, yeah, your clothes are going to smell better with this detergent. Yeah. And that's why you that's why you have so many celebrity endorsements, because it's anchoring. The, the, you, some of you are familiar with the concept of anchoring. You are anchoring your product to a celebrity that this that you might like. And so, oh, well, if he likes it or she likes it, then it must be OK. So they, they're trying to sidestep that that issue. Um so, so that's just the way we're wired. The other thing is there, there's this verse in the Old Testament of the Bible that says, uh, you know, let another's mouth praise you and not your own. Well, I think that that is ancient wisdom that, that we need to figure out how do we apply that to our own marketing. Um, and, and we see this. Most of you that are listening to this podcast are probably part of some email loop or maybe you're part of Goodreads or I'm going to guess you're on Facebook or Twitter. Think about those authors who are always promoting their books all the time. Okay, you're probably thinking about them like I'm thinking about them. I'm not thinking <laughs> uh. about them because I just delete. <laughs> I just go right by. I don't even yes. pay attention anymore. I just see their name on an email loop or I see their name on Facebook. I just go right by because I know it's just going to be another pitch and it, it annoys me when, when that's done. So, so hopefully that gives you a little bit of a background or a little bit um, evidence why we should not be promoting ourselves. So then the question becomes, how do we do it? Thomas, you have a thought? Well, how do we promote the book? Right. You know, yeah. if, if we can't promote ourselves, if that's not effective and I do agree, you know, bragging is unattractive. You know, it's probably more attractive in this country than it is in the United States than it is in most other countries. And it's not very attractive here. <laughs> so you try that in other countries and people are going to get real. I mean, go look at you very much in a sideways way. So it's it's different, though, to talk about, you know, here's a cure for a problem that you're having than 
I'm this amazing author. You should read this book that I've written. But right. what's even stronger than that is a, a third party saying, here's a cure for a problem that you're having. Because that then gives that credibility, which is so, so much more effective. And, and I think at some point we should do a podcast and really drill down to in what you just mentioned. How do you talk about your books? How do you promote them in a way that is not about you? It's about the reader and solving a problem. We talked a few podcasts ago about education, entertainment, escape. If we are promoting our books and we can say this book will help you escape the, the horrible week you had, then that has more validity than, hey, my book's on sale now for two ninety nine, and you need to get it. You know? so, so, right. so not to dig- digress too much, but I, I think you bring up a really good point there. And you know, people are not that price sensitive. You know, I'm, I'd much rather read an interesting book for ten bucks than a boring book for five bucks. Yeah, yeah. there's 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 just an unlimited of ba- number of bad books out there. <laughs> um, so okay, I realize I, I need someone to promote me. So what do I do? I just snap my fingers and uh, I'll get someone to uh, promote my book so I don't have to do it myself? Well, this idea comes from my friend Roy Williams, who is the Wizard of Ads. Some of you are familiar with. Brilliant, brilliant guy. And he wrote a a blog post on this the other day and I kind of took off and expanded on it. But essentially, you need a vamp. And what a vamp is... is, (laughs) Like a vampire? (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, not like a vampire. Um, A vamp is actually a short introductory musical passage, often repeated several times. This came out of the vaudeville era, vaudeville era, before a solo. So you need somebody, before you play your big solo, before the big star comes on, you're going to have this person that's going to give you this intro. da 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 da, da boom, and then here's Thomas, and Thomas does his thing. So that's the type of vamp I'm talking about, not vampire. And if you look at some of the most successful people in history specifically in the United States, you will see that they had a vamp. Hmm. Somebody that went before them. Well, give me some evidence. Give me some evidence. (laughs) Elvis Presley. Okay. Okay. Who was Elvis Presley's vamp? A guy named Colonel Parker. And he is the one that went before and set up the gigs and sold Elvis into all these venues so that he could break out. Now, I know you've read a lot of Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy was a nobody until he had a very influential president of the United States holds up his book and like, you all need to read this. And everyone's like, yes, Mr. President. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Ronald Ronald Reagan Reagan stood up and said, see this? Well, Nancy, see this book here. You you need to read this book. (laughs) And, and that's when he took off. He, he wasn't selling anything until Reagan stood up, said, this is a great book. Boom. The book takes off. Frank Peretti, who, you know, came out of nowhere and sold millions and millions of his debut novel, this present darkness, where did that come from? Well, the reality is he was not selling many copies at all until Amy Grant, on one of her concert tours, in every city she went to, she stopped in the middle of the concert, held up this present darkness and said, oh my gosh, this is an amazing book. You have to read this book. And suddenly this present darkness hits the bestseller list. So that was Frank's vamp. Billy Graham. Frankly, Thomas, there are thousands and thousands of talented orators out there that are that are preaching what happened that made billy graham just rocket past all of them there was uh, this little old lady who wrote a note to uh the owner of half the newspapers in the country and i forget his name but she's you know talking to him all about how bi- how, how billy graham was the greatest thing and so then he sends a note 
to all of his newspapers that says push Graham or push Billy yeah. Graham. And suddenly the press all over the world, all over the country is just talking about Billy Graham all the time. And it put him on the map and suddenly he's <laughs> praying at inaugurations and, you know, it's kind of, kind of a well-known guy. Exactly. Cause it was, you're right. It was William Randolph Hearst yes. who at the time was, you know, owned, I don't know, 110% of the papers <laughs> in, in the United States. And he, and, and so he said, you know, push this guy. And and suddenly you have the power of the newspaper back then, which would be like you know owning Google, um, <laughs> that 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 put Billy Graham on the map. Wow. Um, the Beatles had Brian Epstein, who who was their manager when nobody believed in him, and he was going to all these record companies. Decca turns him down, you know, and, but Epstein believed in him. Uh, you know, got him in the suits, cut their hair a little shorter, did all these things that that put him on the map. Now here, <clears throat> who did Jesus have? Oh, I know this one. John the Baptist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think about it. There's John the Baptist out there. You know, hey, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He was playing the intro yeah. for, for Jesus, Jesus to come up. So with that in mind, I think we understand the concept now. Thomas, how do we talk to us? How do we get a vamp? Well, uh, one suggestion, and I'm a big fan of this, and it's just not done enough, but to get a co-author. So the nice thing about getting a co-author is that you can give all the credit to your co-author. So it doesn't sound nearly as much like <laughs> self-promotion. You're like, well, yeah, I did a little bit on this book, but my co-author, Jim, man, he did a great job. <laughs> and so you're able to kind of cross-promote uh, in that regard. So that's that's one way to do it. And, you know, how do you double your platform overnight? Get right. a co-author. Uh, but there, are, what are some of the other ways to do it, Jim? Well, Seth Godin made the, uh, this, this term famous with his book, Tribes, but you, you need to develop a tribe. In other words, there are some of us that can go out, and I'm not among this some of us, where you can find somebody of, of such level of influence and fame that you just need one of them to do it. Most of us don't have that person. So we need to go out and find a lot of smaller influencers. And that's simply put, developing a tribe. It's developing a list of, let's say, anywhere from 25 to 50 people that you know that will go out and brag and brag and brag about your book when it comes out. They'll go on Facebook, Twitter, blog posts, etc., and they'll talk about you. That's really good. So lots of... see. We wouldn't call this vamps. That that term is kind of weird for me. I'm from the you know younger generation. We call these hype men. <laughs> it's hype a guy, men. Okay. It's a guy who goes on before the rapper. You know, and kind of hypes up yeah. the, the crowd. And so, all right. So we need a tribe of folks who are going to promote this. But why would they promote us? How do we motivate them? Or why would they be motivated to promote our work? Work. Well, frankly, some of them, and I, and I realize I'm talking from a, a standpoint of already being an established author, but from my latest release, I just went on my Facebook page and I said, hey, I've got 50 slots. Who wants to help me promote the book? And I just, you know, I had people coming out of the woodwork. Yes, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. And we send them a free book. I give them some behind the scenes trivia about the book that no one else knows. I give them, a, you know, these bonuses. So a lot of people are in it because, gosh, there's something in it for me. Sometimes people it's backstage are backstage access. It is it's the back. You get a backstage pass. That's a great way to look at it, Thomas. Some of the people are like, wow, I really believe in what you're doing, Jim. I really believe in your books. I just want to help. And so there's some people come with that, that attitude as well. And the better your book is, the more of that you're going to get. Because the reality is, is if your book is good, no one wants to vamp it. But if your book is amazing, people will come out of the woodwork wanting to promote your book. And so 
and don't freak out if your first book is not attracting lots of vamps because most people's first book is not very good. You know, I was talking with a New York Times bestselling author and you know, about her writing career. And she's like, you know, I've heard it takes about a million words, published words, before you really find your voice. She's like, my first New York Times bestselling book was was right where a million words were. You know, it was like she was at 900,000, you know, 50, and she, that book pushed her to a million words, and that's what put her on the New York Times bestseller list. So just keep practicing getting the book to be of higher quality. Yeah, exactly. You know, because that's just totally easy. You just do it. Just make yeah, it. Yeah, you just, just crank those words <laughs> says, out. You know? says, says the marketing guy. So you want uh, – now, what about working with other authors? Like, uh, yeah, that's another genre. way to do it. That's another way to do it. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give away one of my secrets here. The, one of the things I'm going to develop for some upcoming books that I just haven't seen a lot done a lot is you see a lot of authors interviewing, being interviewed by interviewers, but you don't see a lot of authors interviewing each other where you get on and you just talk about each other's books because that's, again, the situation where to Thomas right. is talking about co-authoring, right? I can get on with Susie Mae Warren and we can be talking and I can go, oh, Susie, man, you're, I, I can't believe it. I'm not even a romance reader and your book absolutely slayed me. I loved it. <laughs> well, you believe that, right? Right. And so that kind of takes it one step beyond getting somebody to endorse your book. I think sometimes endorsements can help. Sometimes they don't help that much. But this is kind of taking that, that one step further. So you develop relationships with other authors. The one place I see this done pretty frequently is in marketing books. Marketing gurus review each other's books on their marketing blogs and cause them to get sold really, really well. So, you know, Seth Godin will talk about a Malcolm Gladwell book on his blog. And th what they do is they create essentially this community where they all succeed together. And, and they're not recommending the book because it's by a friend of theirs. And this is what's really key. They recommend the book because they're genuinely excited right. and have read the book. And, you know, you know when Godin's recommending a book, he's read it. You know when Gladwell's recommending a book, he's read it. It's not the, oh, yeah, she's a friend. I'm sure it's good because she's a friend of mine. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, you got it's got to be heartfelt because if it's not, people can tell. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. Well, we are just about out of time. But before we go, we would like to encourage you to tell us your hype men stories. <laughs> your vamp stories. Where have you seen it work for yourself? Where have you done it for other people? Maybe in a way that you weren't even formally asked, but you ended up realizing, oh my gosh, I was promoting this person's book. Well, tell us why. Tell us why that happened. We'd love to hear your stories. And I'd like to give you one final encouragement. Vamp unto others as you would have them vamp <laughs> unto you. And everyone's out there wanting to find someone to promote their work, but they're not willing to go out there and promote other people's work. And the reality is the pie can be as big as we want it to be. Our primary competition is not other authors. It's the television. And if, if everyone spent just a few hours less watching TV, the number of books sold would double in the country. So don't be afraid uh, to promote competing books, especially ones in your, that are very similar to yours in your same genre. Because the more the genre grows, you know, the more the tide goes up, the higher all the boats get. That's right, because you can only write maybe maybe you're fast, maybe you're incredibly fast and you're cranking out two books a year, but more realistically, it's nine to 12 months. If they like your books and you send them to other people that write books like you, oh, like Thomas said, the tide rises together. Yeah. So this episode of Novel Marketing has been brought to you by Author Media, my company, uh, where we build uh, author websites for authors like you. We've been building websites for authors since 2008, and so we have it down by now. We've been doing it for a long time, and uh, we've just released some new packages that are both more affordable 
and more powerful. We've retooled uh, our approach yet again, and they're better than ever. In fact, there are best packages yet, which you can check out. We have our prices right on our website at authormedia.com. And feel free to click the, uh, the button, schedule a free consultation uh, to get your questions answered about your new website. And if you are liking the Novel Marketing Podcast, you have a chance right now to do a little vamping for us. <laughs> Shoot an email to one friend, or if you want to go absolutely crazy, make it two friends and tell them about the Novel Marketing Podcast. You've been listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to sell yourself and your writing online, offline, and everywhere in between. <laughs>